This is Take Notes with Jen Rafferty, where we move music education in new directions. Hello, and welcome back to Take Notes. I'm Jen Rafferty, and today I wanted to talk about something that's been coming up pretty recently and quite frequently over the last couple of weeks, and that's this idea of traditional versus non-traditional music education. This is a big topic, and there is a lot to unpack. However, I've been talking with so many uh, incredible music educators, and specifically the folks at the Given Note Foundation, Beth Slusher and Juliana Lee, who we'll be hearing from next week, actually, in their interview. But they asked me to write an article for their blog at Given Note, and it was a really interesting way for me to reflect on the work that I've done to mind the gap or even bridge the gap between non traditional and traditional music education. And I wanted to share it with you. If you want to check out the full article, go ahead to givenote.org. I met Jimmy when he was a junior who spent his lunch period in the stairwell next to my classroom playing his guitar. At that time, I had been teaching middle school choir and general music for three months in a 7th through 12th grade Title I school. Apparently, the acoustics in that particular stairwell were the best in the building, so that's where he liked to play. I soon learned that he dropped out of concert band in 8th grade because he didn't enjoy his trombone anymore. Jimmy's dad played the guitar, so he wanted to follow suit and decided to pursue his music education outside of the school day. So here I was, talking with a very talented student who was not in our traditional music program because there wasn't a place for him. This was not just a missed opportunity for our music department, but a travesty. Our traditional programs left Jimmy, and who knows who else, on the sidelines. For the purpose of this, I will define traditional music education as a director or teacher-led class or ensemble, including band, chorus, orchestra, music theory, and Western music history. Non-traditional music education is everything else. The gap between the two is necessary to explore because that's the place where you will find students like Jimmy. And for me, the conversation surrounding traditional versus non-traditional music education leads to asking some really important questions of self-reflection. It requires looking in the mirror at the current state of your offerings and enrollment, as well as being honest about your teaching philosophy and the vision for your music program. Important question number one, who gets to be in the music program? As a classically trained musician, I understand the traditional models well. That was my own school experience and that's what I was taught in college. However, the reality of my music program was blatantly out of alignment with my philosophy about music education. In my vision, everyone gets to be involved. Yet, as I looked toward the high school enrollment where music was no longer required, I only saw 15% participation. I couldn't shake the idea that our department wasn't serving 85% of the student population. This was simply not acceptable to me. As music educators, we must provide opportunities for high-quality music education for all students. I kept asking the teachers in my department the same question. Who gets to be in our music program? If we really believe that music is essential to a child's well-rounded education, then we better provide opportunities for every student. I felt a strong sense of urgency as I continued down the path of creating more access points for our programming. So ask yourself, who gets to be in your program? Important question number two. In what ways are students already interested in music? Music is the soundtrack to our students' lives, 
and music teachers need to embrace it. I had to admit to myself that the music I was offering, although I thought it was super interesting, was not interesting to many of the students who did not take my traditional classes. In an effort to find some answers, the music teachers created a survey that went out to every student in their homeroom asking about the types of music they liked, if they'd been interested in taking a music class in guitar, electronic music, songwriting, or etc. We needed to discover the disconnection between home music and school music. And I started to wonder, what would I learn if I paid attention to their interests? It turns out, the kids were really excited about learning how to play the guitar. And full confession, at that point in my career, I had never actually played a guitar before. It was a scary thought, but I was confident in my abilities as a music teacher, regardless of the instrument. And this vision was too important to allow my insecurities get in the way. There were students out there who needed this program to exist for them to discover their musicianship, which for some would end up being life changing. I needed to align my actions with my vision. So I learned how to play the guitar right along with them. This important question, in what ways are students already interested in music? is consistently revisited. At the school now, in 2021, there is an increased interest in electronic music, recording, and producing, which is now a part of the curriculum and extracurricular activities. So start to get curious about how your students keep music in their life outside of school, because the answer will keep your programs relevant and accessible. Important question number three. How do I provide accessible opportunities that reach all students? For my students, the accessible opportunity started in the seventh grade general music class where I incorporated a large unit of modern bands, which is guitar, bass, drums, or keyboard. And because of the students' newfound connection to school music, the program evolved as we got an additional eighth grade modern band offering and a sequenced high school modern band program, including songwriting, recording, and producing with a large element of community connection. Now. That took about 10 years for that evolution to happen. Of course, not everyone can create a modern band program or a digital music class. That also might not be what your students are interested in. But the truth is, non-traditional music education can happen in traditional settings. It is not only about the instrumentation or the genre. Non-traditional music education is also a method and a pedagogical technique of student-centered and student-led experiences. It is a way for the students to take charge of their own learning in an effort to make music accessible and relevant for them. This teacher-to-facilitator model is a wonderful tool to help inspire students to actively connect with their musicianship. It attracts students to music programs because they recognize and appreciate autonomy. So if you are in a program that currently cannot add courses or extracurricular opportunities, consider using non-traditional teaching techniques in your classes. So now what? Well, while we mind the gap, perhaps we can start to consider that the gap doesn't actually have to be there at all. Maybe music education can be just that, an open-ended, overarching discovery of sound where students can be active participants in creating their musical identity as a performer, producer, sound engineer, guitar player, violin player, soloist, singer, composer, consumer, etc. The challenge seems to lie in teacher identity and comfort. However, in answering these three important questions, perhaps the paradigm will shift and we can continue to look for ways to create music that is accessible for every student. Jimmy, by the way, ended up going on to become a professional musician, and you can find his work at jamesvandusen.com. I will also be interviewing him on a future episode.
If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd love for you to tune in next week where I'm going to talk with Beth Slusher and Juliana Lee from the Give a Note Foundation. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast and share with a friend. Keep doing your amazing work that you do in the classroom every single day. Your students need you. Until next time, I'm Jen Rafferty. Have a wonderful day. This podcast was brought to you by Jen Rafferty Music, cover art by Good Neighbor Art with Molly Andrinko, and music by John Keithner. <laughs>